0: I'm Cynthia Nixon, and this is Lesson Up, a podcast for educators by educators. Because change is hard, so let's learn and grow together. On this episode of Lesson Up, I'm here with Mr. Jim Adair, and he has worn many hats in his educational career. Uh, Mr. Adair, can you tell us a little bit about what you've done?
1: Well, sure, glad to do that. In terms of career, I started as a teacher and coach, and uh, then moved into some administrative work in development. I was a head of school for several decades and for the last 10 years I've been a consultant to independent schools across the country and some internationally, mostly faith-based schools. This year I have the unique opportunity to kind of go back and be a head of school for a year in the interim position at Santa Fe Christian, which I'm enjoying greatly.
0: Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate to have you here. And I wanted to talk with you today uh, because when you first came and talked with our staff on the first couple days of the year, you had talked about the Harkness Method. It was very intriguing for me and I had never heard about it before that. And so I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about what the Harkness Method is.
1: Sure. If you go back and look at American education, for example, going back to the 1840s, What changed in America at that time is that Horace Mann and some others went over to Germany and they learned from the Prussians a kind of an assembly line approach to education, which was we have time blocks and bells Mm -hmm. and students are in a class in a linear fashion. And it was very uh, Germanic in a sense. It was linear and time was allocated as much as it is today in a traditional teaching method. Right. The teachers uh, would stand in the front of the class, they would tell students what they needed to know, students would take notes, and uh, then they'd be tested on it. Mm-hmm. And so the teacher was an expert, the students were absorbing facts and knowledge and information, and that served the country well as long as we were in the kind of industrial revolution where we were producing products, and when you went into a job, you'd work there for your full 40 plus years and then retire with a gold watch. Right. So what's changed is that the advance in technology has made information and facts readily available. It's ubiquitous mm-hmm. and it's, it's uh, in real time, you can look up almost anything.
0: Right. And
1: so the need today too, in looking at the jobs in a global economy, is not about having particular knowledge more than anybody else, it's about skills. The skills of critical thinking, mm-hmm. of collaboration, Creativity is very important. Folks tend to work in teams. Communication skills are really important as well. Yes. It's also true that uh, almost nobody works at the same company doing similar jobs for 40 years. The world is changing so fast that the skills that our students who are learning today need are the skills of knowing how to solve problems, encounter something new, mm-hmm. figure it out, adapt. And they do that working in groups, in teams, And uh, we are largely today, too, in in, uh, our country, at least in the the high-end business end of things, uh, we're a service-oriented society, not a product-oriented society. So the nature of of Harkness, which was started back in uh, 1931 at a New England school and is spread across the country, really emphasizes student-centered learning, where the emphasis is on students. It's a pedagogy where students have to really end up owning their education and taking a lot of responsibility for what they're doing. They prepare well for class, their voice matters in class, they learn to process and think critically, the teacher is a resource, but the students have a central part in the learning process that's going on. The teacher's obviously in charge and assigns things that lead students in working together collaboratively uh, to develop the skills because they speak to each other, they process information, whether it's in math or literature, and they go deeper. So it's not as much about content, because much of what we learn in schools we forget. Right. It's about acquiring the skills to learn anything I need to and knowing how to solve problems and learn what I need to learn. So Harkness really emphasizes that because it puts students with no back row, they're around a table, mm-hmm. and they have to uh, really address the issues and they're central participants in their own education. There's much more to it, of course, because it is a pedagogy, but it creates an ownership interest on the part of students. And increasingly, over time, as they learn this, they become really skilled at listening well to others, knowing how to add value in a discussion, which is something they'll do in work groups when they get out into the world. Communication skills are important. Verbal communication, they they're become articulate and confident in the way they can speak. They are able also to change their views as they hear from others and adapt based on new information, being agile that way, it's very important. Writing is uh, an important part of this that's integrated into it. But uh, it's not a passive approach to learning, it's an active approach. They're not sitting in the back waiting for the teacher to convey knowledge that they then take notes on and then give back in a test. So uh-huh. in a very simplistic way, that's what Harkness is all about. And it was named after Edward Harkness, who gave the gift of the tables to the school in New England, <laughs> that allowed the students to sit around the table as opposed to sit in rows and desks and have a teacher lecture at them.
0: Okay. So that's
1: sort of the essence of it.
0: Okay, and you had mentioned you had the opportunity as a, as a head of schools to kind of help bring this to the school that you were at and see that implemented and train the teachers in that.
1: Yes, and, and the way that that worked, because it is a, a different approach for teachers. I took them in groups to see it actually working, and that was very important rather than sort of trying to describe it or uh, have them practice it without seeing it. Right. And then a big part of this to make it effective is the training of teachers, which we work on all the time, which is encouraging them to understand their role in the classroom, a different approach to preparing for class and also the conduct of class because they're not the central figure, even though they're in charge. The whole idea is to make the students at the center of the learning process. So it's a real skill that both the teacher and the students have to learn. When it's introduced, it takes a little time mm-hmm. for the teachers to learn how to do that and for students who encounter it for the first time to get used to this, they, they wanna raise their hands and you don't uh-huh. raise your hands. You know, They have to learn that one person talks at a time, which means you have to listen, how to get your voice in, um, how to add value to the conversation, mm-hmm. you know that it's important to ask questions as well as you're not trying to perform and and give answers all the time. You're trying to add to the discussion and the value. It's a collaborative effort. It's not competitive amongst students. So teachers have to also create a safe environment around the table, the Harkness table, uh, so that students feel free to make the class about learning, not performing. So they can ask questions. They can say, you know, there's something I don't understand. And it's not the teacher that responds to that initially. You're looking for students to respond to each other it's a learned skill on the part of teachers and and students. So it's been fun for me to do that um, and to see it grow in schools, both my own and then as I've done consulting with schools to help them put that in place and and watch it grow over years. It changes a school in dramatic ways. It's just very effective education as a pedagogy.
0: Yeah. What would you say are are the biggest student learning benefits that come from this? Like when you've taken it to a school and they've implemented that, what are the biggest things that come out of that for the students?
1: It, it's not unusual in a school if you go into a kindergarten class to see kids active and curious and they're into everything and they're uninhibited, okay? And over time, by, by the time kids get into high school, so many of them don't care about learning. They care about grades. Yeah. And the difference is that in this pedagogy, Students, as they take ownership of their education, as they get engaged, they really do become interested in what they're studying, and they are engaged more deeply in it. And so what I would say is, given the way the world is changing so fast, that the great benefit is that they can adapt to whatever they need to learn. Because the jobs, when our current students are 40 and 50 years old, we have no idea what they are. They're gonna have to learn. The technology's moving fast, but the fundamental skills of learning how to solve a problem, knowing how to approach it, and the motivation to do that is really the key to success here. And so that's the real benefit to students, is they, they know that they can solve problems, that they can learn for themselves. Teachers obviously contribute to that, but at some point they're going to go away from formal education and they're going to have to figure out things that they may not have a teacher for. And so that's the real benefit of this.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing with us about that. I'm going to put some resources that you can look into more about the Harkness Method on the website. You can reach that at bit.ly lessonup lesson up, B-I-T dot L-Y slash lesson up. And you can uh, do some more research about that and see some videos and some clips from schools. So thank you so much, Mr. Dare, for letting us talk with you today and oh, for sharing pleasure. with us.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Cynthia.
0: Thanks for listening in. Until next time, don't be afraid to challenge yourself to lessen up.